0: Conspiracy theories are most often a smokescreen to divert us from the true evil. My dad was right. This family's money is dirty. Imagination is far more fascinating than reality. Welcome to Working for Uncle Henry, the podcast. I'm the series author and your host, Angela Mullins. I spoke earlier about growing up in the Baptist Church and how I used those experiences to poke fun at my own denomination. This chapter displays the other side of the spectrum and what we as small Baptist Church people used to think about those high church denominations. Chapter 12 St. Matthew's Episcopal was the only church in Rolling Rivers the little art community didn't have need for more. Instead of adding an early contemporary service like many others, the 11 a.m. service incorporated a variety of styles while maintaining the traditional practices of the denomination. Father Jean's robe and stole covered his usual crumpled clothing, but even his priestly attire looked as if he had piled them in a chair or a corner out of sight, out of mind, all week. The organist, a student of Edith's, began to play. Loudly. To open the Feast of Epiphany service, a procession of boys and girls in acolyte robes moved down the aisle, a cross and banners in hand. Father Jean stood in front holding a gospel book that each acolyte bowed to as they reached him. They placed their banners along the altar, then lit the altar candles. Mrs. Carpenter stepped behind a side podium and gave an overly dramatic reading of Jeremiah 31. Henry groaned and rolled his eyes. Parker stifled a laugh. Edith listened intently. The choir sang a little off-key at times. Then Father Jean assumed his place at the pulpit. He cleared his throat nervously, then spoke softly and monotone. As this is the first holy day of the new year, let us recite our morning prayer. The congregants took the prayer books from the racks and read along with him, followed by a reading of Psalm 84. Parker thought all the ceremony and formalities were odd and overdone. What was the purpose of it all? That sort of thing didn't really matter in the long run, did it? A sudden awareness that he sounded like his father halted his critical thoughts, While his father's churches kept to traditional practices, the reverend had been quick to chastise other denominations for their empty ceremonies. In college, Parker had explored and come to prefer more contemporary-style services. He wasn't sure what to label the next part of this service. It varied from one week to the next, an opportunity for the artists in the town to express themselves. Some weeks, Edith or one of her students played the organ for the congregation and choir, This Sunday, Fiona Weatherby, who apparently was a folk singer in her spare time, provided the music. She wore a puffy blouse, a long flowing skirt and boots, her hair in braids. The only thing needed to complete her 70s ensemble was a flower in her hair. She sat on a stool, played her guitar, and sang, her voice airy and haunting. First, Fiona sang an upbeat song about Hosea and Gomer. Then a slow, peaceful melody about God being out there somewhere. Parker contemplated the lyrics. It sure felt like God was out there somewhere, high above, sitting on his throne, playing cards or something. Certainly not paying attention to him and his problems. God was more distant right now than he had ever experienced. Or maybe he had just never needed God like now, so he hadn't noticed. He believed God was always with him wherever he went, just not always noticeable, unless you looked in the right place. Maybe that was why he felt lost these days. His focus was wrong. If God had put him here, there was a reason. Fiona's beatnik vibe had Edith bobbing her head, bouncing and smiling, much like she had while playing with the band New Year's Eve. Henry, on the other hand, sat with his eyes closed, no emotion evident from his face or posture. Had he gone to sleep? After the last song about donkeys talking to people, Father Jean hesitantly moved to the altar. He smiled and nodded to Fiona, but the stare on his face suggested uncertainty with the meaning of her songs. His movements, as usual, were awkward and uncertain. He cleared his throat a few times before muttering the day's gospel reading from Matthew chapter 2. When he finished reading, he moved behind the pulpit, scanned the congregation nervously, closed his eyes, and took a deep breath. How many of you have ever found yourself going in all directions, wondering where you were supposed to be and what you were supposed to be uh, doing? That's sort of how it was for for Joseph and Mary and and, and little, little baby Jesus. He cradled his arms and rocked them back and forth. First, they were off to Bethlehem. He swung his left arm out and pointed ambiguously. Then God says, go to Egypt. He swung his right arm out likewise. Then God tells them to go back home. His left arm swung backwards. But but, but wait, it's too dangerous. There, go here. That little family was all over the place. Father Jean whipped both arms around in a circle in front of him, knocking the microphone on the pulpit out of its clip. It landed with a loud bang and squeal. Oh, oh sorry, he said as he fumbled the microphone back into place. Now, where where, where was I? Uh, yes, but it was all p- part of the p- p- plan, God's plan. God's plan can be down... Right confusing sometimes. I know I stay (laughs) confused quite a lot, he chuckled nervously. Several heads nodded among the congregation. Sometimes we feel lost, sometimes we feel stupid, but it's our job as Christians to just be stupid and go. He stopped to consider where that line of thinking was going. He scratched his head, leaving a big wad of hair sticking up on one side. A little boy on the second row giggled. Father Jean smiled and pointed at the boy. But we're not re- really stupid, are, are we, D- Davy? No, the point is," he continued, tapping his finger on his lips, "the point is when we don't know where we're going we just should keep going until God shows us something else. Sooner or later He will. So, uh, hang in there!" He punched through the air with his fist. He surveyed the crowd as if searching for assurance. Then closed his gospel book and stepped down to the altar where he ended the service with his customary blessing of the congregation. The the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Holy Spirit. A few mumbled amens from the crowd, and everyone began filtering out. The whole service lasted over an hour, the sermon itself only about 15 minutes. But despite its brevity and Father Jean's delivery, Parker saw a little of himself in it, even the stupid part. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode drops. And check out the books on Amazon. Purchasing links are in the show notes. Be sure and check out the website and all the uh, things that are there as well. Until next time, let your light shine.